Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 25, the big two five of Woe is Media. This is a big milestone for Alyssa and I. We started this a little more than 25 weeks ago, but because <laughs> we've been a little inconsistent with trying to get content up. So apologies for that. But it is episode 25. We've made it. We're excited to get to this milestone. So we're going to do something a little bit different today than our normal stories with the news and pop culture. We're going to go over some of our hot takes. Some of these have to do with business. Some of these have to do with pop culture. Some of these are just general life hot takes. And we did this because we thought it would be fun for our listeners to get to know us as hosts a little bit more because we typically leave a decent amount of personal stuff out of this and try to just focus on what we're reporting with the exception of a few obvious things like Alyssa's love for BTS and mine for J-PAL, but <laughs> shared one. But it is a shared one. Yes, that's true. But yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. Alyssa, how are you doing? How am I grieving? How are you doing? Sorry. Oh. Doing well, it's raining outside, so. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm inside, so it's all good by me. Yeah, you got the day off today, too. I do. I it's do. exciting. I don't have anything to do except lounge around all day and just write and think about the VMAs which will come up in my hot takes. Okay, awesome. Well, you want, you want to get into it here? You want to go first? Yeah. With your VMA hot take? I feel I feel like we can um, go off of each other. Um, I don't know if you necessarily put this one as number one, but I did, and I'm sure you can figure out which one it is. Um, mm-hmm. This is num- number one hot take, first one ever. Um, the office is highly overrated and I don't think it's a good show. I didn't know this was going to come up because <laughs> I have kind of the inverse <laughs> as my first hot take. I just think, cause everybody always asks me, like, you know, they like, they, their jaws drop and they're like, oh, how could you ever, I watched a decent amount of it. Mm-hmm. None of the characters are like quality people they all suck as individuals they only care about themselves I the majority of the humor is based off of um what do you call it the cringe humor cringe humor secondhand embarrassment that's not my cup of tea sure I don't care how many people tell me that I have to wait until the end of the series both Pam and what, I can't even remember the damn white man's name right now. What's it, Jim? Jim. Jim. Both yeah. Jim and Pam are insufferable. They're both terrible. They don't work well as a couple. And they're both annoying. I, I don't like either of them. I don't like anyone really in the show. And the majority of the people on the show are white, which also doesn't, uh, terrible white people, which doesn't add to the mess, so. Okay, yeah, no, I can understand that. Um, This is one- TV show list and I do disagree on because I do enjoy The Office. I wouldn't say I'm like obsessed with it. I watched it all the way through and I really liked it. Some people like it's their comfort show. They like to just turn it on in the background and watch it over and over and over again. And to me, it's too long of a show to do that. Like there's nine seasons and after Michael leaves, it absolutely goes downhill. So I don't know who told you to wait until the end of the series, because in my opinion, the earlier episodes are the better ones. I think that was like more in regards to like seeing like Jim and Pam like have children together, I guess. 
Yeah, they do have a baby. Um, and then on the last episode, you know, Dwight gets married to Angela finally, and Michael comes back for the wedding, and it's very, you know, it's Whoa. it's very heartfelt. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's not everybody's cup of tea. I can certainly understand that. And it's not exactly like a glamorous show because they're sitting in like, you know, cubicles and <laughs> it is pretty boring scenery. I will give you that. Also, one more thing to add before like we move on to Annabelle's first take. The amount of gentlemen that I've met in my life that have made the office their entire personality is overwhelming. And like, I've had guys ghost me and like stop talking to me on like dating apps before because I said I didn't like the office. And when you're that invested, you have a problem. I'm with you there. I mean, that's, if that's the case with any TV show, I just feel like people are a little, gotta check their priorities a little bit. I'm sorry yeah. you've been ghosted because of it, but that's clearly not someone you wanted to I mean, be obviously with. I didn't want to be with them because I would have fought a little harder. I It was more or less like I saw that they ghosted me and I was like, oh no, darn. Darn, the world will never know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a terrible hot take, honestly. I think um, you know, there's there's plenty of people out there who agree with you. And while it is a popular show, it's I would love to meet not. them because everyone I meet loves this damn show. I I like it. I would give it a seven out of ten. I would not give it a ten out of ten. Okay. So we I can I can friends. Yes, we can remain friends. Um, at least I hope so with my next hot take. So this is Alyssa enjoys this show and I don't get it. I like this show. I know exactly okay. what she's about to say. And I would like to say, I like this show. I don't love it. Okay. So my hot take is that the show Friends is terrible. I, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I understand it has a lot of, like Jennifer Aniston's in it and everybody loves her. And, you know, it's from the 90s, so it's fun. And it's just kind of like wholesome content, right? Like all these friends hanging out in New York City and their shenanigans and whatnot. I don't get it. Piggybacking off what you said about all the white people on the office. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of white people and friends. Like the Lots main cast is six white people. I don't, like, all of the men I found kind of irritating. Chandler the least so, but like Ross is really annoying. Ross sucks. Ross absolutely sucks. I found Phoebe annoying. I guess she's supposed to kind of be the comedic relief, but okay. I didn't care for it. No, that's a that's a hot take that I have because like as someone who is okay with the show, everybody loves Phoebe. I can't stand Phoebe. Yeah, I the smelly cat thing is funny, but other than that, I'm not really a huge fan of it. I don't, and this is just a formatting thing, not necessarily the show's content, but sitcoms where you can hear like that canned laughter in the background. The laugh track. I can't, I can't do it. It just, please don't tell me when to laugh. I will laugh when I find it appropriate to do so. I don't need to be told when to laugh. And I just find it distracting and irritating. And I don't get it. I'm glad other people enjoy it. And I'm glad that it's created so much merchandise and obsession. And I'm so glad HBO Max spent $400 million just to acquire the rights to it. But I will not watch it all the way through. I don't find it funny. I don't find the characters endearing and sorry if I see one more person go to that damn friends experience oh my gosh I know 
I'm so done with that. It's, no, yeah. um, the one where whatever, like, okay, that's not original. Like, fun. Um, no, I, I'm okay with Friends. I've seen every episode. I watched it all the way through. And when I was watching it all the way through, you know, as an adult, because I watched it a little bit as a child, I realized how terrible it is. Yeah. Like there the there are characters on the show that are quite literally the worst. Yeah. And um obviously, you know, Ross is terrible and I grew up with the mindset that Chandler was the best guy out of the three. Yeah. That completely changed upon my rewatch. You prefer Joey? I prefer Joey because Joey's like the funniest. Joey like. to me you know like he's always up front about what's going on with him he like yeah. he'll be honest with you if he's just trying to have a fling or get into like a real relationship that's what I appreciate about Joey Chandler will lie Chandler will hurt your feelings and not think about it twice it's just yeah no the more the more I rewatch it the less I like it but it's also something that I can just turn on and have in the background because I as a person don't like complete silence like even right. if something's on mute I like having something on the television so yeah that makes sense and I understand that it's lighthearted and not super serious and everyone does need that mm-hmm. from time to time I, I don't know I'm not like crazy about shows where people like date within the friend group and stuff like that it just because feels that like is a mistake don't it is, yeah it's absolutely anyone. a mistake like you got to separate that stuff out in my opinion Do not date I mean, within your friend group it is a mistake. I understand people are like oh like you have to marry your best friend or it's not gonna work like okay okay but you can become best friends can, yeah exactly like, <laughs> you don't need to be existing on. best friends Alyssa and I joke about being wives, but we're not getting married. No, we're not. What's Um, your next hot take? Okay, so this one's going off of more recent events. And I realize that when I say this out loud, a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's none of your business anyways. I realize that. This is just my opinion. John Mulaney knocking up Olivia Munn months after filing for divorce from his wife, whom he stated he never wanted to have children with, is icky that's a hundred percent icky that is so icky also we are all aware that john mulaney recently did a stint in rehab we're happy that he sought out help we're we're excited for him but at the same time i don't know if you saw the interview where he announced that olivia was pregnant more or less he said that this baby is what's keeping him going which is really uncomfortable that's sad yeah I did not like that so and don't get me wrong John Mulaney is a very funny individual once again someone who a lot of men have made their entire personalities off of but yeah that entire interview of him just you know being like this baby is what's got me going and like yes children should be a very important part of your life but when you're recovering from substance abuse and you're placing like your entire future on this child that is not even with us yet. It, it's a it's a little concerning. Yeah, but babies are not fix alls for sure, never. as you've said in previous episodes. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on this other than the fact that I agree with you. I honestly did not know that he knocked Olivia Mon up. Um, but good to know. And yeah, it, a lot of months after they started dating. Yeah, which is obviously quick, and I'm. Was it an accident? Like, did they talk about that? I'm assuming it was. I haven't heard anything about it being an accident. I don't know. Come on, John Mulaney. Wrap it before you tap it. What are you doing here? Ah! 
I don't know. Um, yeah, that's questionable at best, but hopefully he's a good father and can, you know, use, make the most Seems of the like situation. In the real place, in the right place, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I mean, if he's excited about it and he's going to give his all into the child rearing process, that's that's a good thing, I suppose. Yep. We need we need more good fathers in the world. We do. Kind of tagging on to that, um, this is not about John Mulaney, but one of my hot takes. So the marriage and baby industry has just gone freaking gangbusters in the dawn of social media because now you can share every little detail of your wedding planning process and of the wedding itself and of your bachelor and bachelorette parties and your gender reveals may not start major mm-hmm. forest fires i don't want to i don't want even want to talk about a gender reveal party yeah um very silly in my opinion but like my take here is that having a baby or getting married those are not achievements those no, are not. major life milestones and they are exciting and they should be talked about and celebrated accordingly but they are not achievements people act like their whole life They've been waiting for this and you know maybe they have but i mean like, getting oh, someone to marry me will be an achievement but that's just personal oh, so don't say that in my opinion achievements are like things that you work at and you do by yourself and it's usually something in like either your work setting or it's something kind of in like your hobbies something like this like starting a podcast in my opinion was an achievement for us mm-hmm. but like me getting into a relationship with a man is not an achievement. So yeah, like if you can't put it on your resume, in my opinion, it's not an achievement. So let's stop treating it as such. It's exciting, but oh, I'm so happy for you. Let's get you married. Like, you know, you've, you really deserve this. Like, do people deserve that? No. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't feel like it's something you work for. Like you just kind of meet somebody that you thankfully click with. I'm a bitter person, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's just, it's too much, in my opinion. Like, society puts too much emphasis on, like, weddings and babies. And it's not necessarily the right path for everybody, and it makes a lot of people feel bad if that's not something they're either, A, want to experience, or B, they don't think they're going to experience. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a lot of pomp and circumstance for something honestly pretty ordinary. So, yeah. I'm laughing because my next one is very, very surface level. It's just off of my taste. Um, my next hot take is I do not find Benedict Cumberpatch attractive and I don't understand people that do. I don't totally disagree with this either. I mean, I get the charisma. He has a lot of charisma, but there nothing about his face is conventionally attractive for me. Yeah, he's a good actor. I don't find him conventionally attractive either. It just is not. It's it's not. That's like I remember when like um Sherlock was like at the height of everything, and I had a lot of friends that watched it. And whenever they'd be like, "Oh my god, he's so hot," I'd be like, "Where?" and we would get into fights i didn't write this one down but kind of like in a similar and forgive me because i don't mean this in like a 
biased prejudice way but like I really generally speaking don't find British men as attractive as like other countries and I know that's a big hot take because I feel like people are obsessed with British men and one of my other best friends is probably going to kill me for saying that because she's like all about that but not about that I don't know like and not necessarily actors just like British men in general I don't yeah, tend to like find. yeah like ordinary people yeah ordinary because obviously actors tend to be more attractive just because like that's part of their job is yeah. to look good on screen and in cameras but yeah I don't know I just like it's not their fault that they don't get a lot of sunshine there and that's why they tend to be paler that's uh, nobody's fault oh so you're saying that anyone that's pale is automatically less attractive no but I'm <laughs> saying that's like part of you know like they're really pale because they don't get a lot of sunlight and you know they don't really care as much about like dental health even though they have health care completely right because they stop why are you <laughs> why are you freaking out at me i didn't expect you to come out with the, the dental jab Woo. well it's a thing though hot in here these hot takes british people don't tend to have as picture perfect of teeth as people in america and teeth are important to me. I find teeth to be something I look at when I'm putting this. So I think that's that's what it is for me. It's the teeth. Show me your teeth. I will say um, when I went on like a massive tour of Europe a few years ago for my college graduation, the most attractive men were in London. Not saying that's like, I. that was just my personal preference. Cause I was, I was very surprised. I was like, not in Italy, not in France. Yeah. Oh. I would have thought Italy for sure. Yeah. I find Italian men very attractive. There's a tennis player who went to the quarterfinals of the U S open Matteo Berrettini. Oh, I love the name Matteo. 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 Ciabella. Ciabella. Okay. Is it my turn? It is your turn. <clears throat> this is not really a controversial opinion for many modern moviegoers but if we're going off like historians they might disagree with me citizen kane is a bad movie i haven't seen it so i can't really opine on this one but i've heard it's like horribly overrated i've seen it four or five times from like high school english class to college film courses and it's just boring like the only part of the movie that gets my attention is the part where they start talking about the downfall of one of his marriages and the the screen transition from present day to past is a cockatoo screaming at high volume and obviously it's a real sleepy movie so we're all sitting there like about to fall asleep and out of nowhere you just hear and it's like oh okay here we're here we're here oh yeah I just I I don't find that I've seen it like I said I've seen it multiple times and it never gets better Hmm. well good to know I will not put that one on my list then because I trust your opinions it's just boring there's nothing going on I mean if it's I don't know I feel like the 
the standard of movies has evolved over time. So maybe it was good at the time and just didn't age very well for a lot of people. For what for what Orson Welles was doing at the time, it's it is an accomplishment in that regard because he was very young when he made this film. He directed in it, he wrote it, he starred in it. Like that's an accomplishment. And I know a lot of people cite like, oh, the mystery of what Rosebud means, but everybody knows what Rosebud is now. Like it's like it, I'm I'm sure you know it and you haven't even seen the damn film. I'm not sure I do actually. Do you want to know? Sure. It's the sleigh. It's his childhood sled that he played with at the very beginning of the flashback sequences because it was the only time in his life where he was truly happy. That's not depressing or anything. Exactly. Hmm. All right, then. So I'm <laughs> not going to watch Citizen Kane. Duly noted. Thank you, Alyssa. You're welcome. I don't have any, like, oh, I do have a movie opinion on here. And oh, I know okay. you have fully seen um my next hot take is that interstellar is a terrible movie ah we yeah we talked about this yeah i don't get it it's almost three hours long yes it has a good cast like um matthew mcconaughey is the star and halfway's in Mm. it i think jessica chastain is in it she plays like the the daughter i believe you're correct i'm pretty sure it's her like it's a pretty good cast but like just the content of it and like this is not me being like anti-science fiction or anything like that. Like I under I can appreciate the fact that it was probably pretty well researched and it's a complicated topic because it's about like time travel and black holes and interdimensions and like the space-time continuum. And but just getting to the end of it and realizing the whole thing is on a darn loop, I'm like oh, I will never get these two and a half hours back. It sounds very similar to what was it called the amy adams film from a few years ago hold on i have to look it up it's also about like space travel and at the very end you find out it's also a loop what was the name of that film arrival oh yeah i that's why do they all have the same ending great question yeah i don't know i it just it felt pretentious like oh like if you don't get it you just don't understand it like no i understand it and i i've read like articles being like why is this a good movie? And everyone's like, oh, like, it's just beautiful. And the music and like Christopher Nolan. And I understand Christopher Nolan has like some really good movies and he's a good director and puts his heart and soul in everything what, that he does. And I, I can respect that and I can appreciate that. This one just didn't do it for me. It's, it's too much, it's too long, it's too convoluted. And the payoff is very low. Yeah. So not an Interstellar fan, sorry about it. Okay, this next one, you, you, I think you know this about me, but it might ruffle your feathers a little bit. The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love Island, all of those shows, straight up boring. No sense in watching them. There's nothing going on. Yeah, the premise is not exciting. It's so boring. They all just sit around and talk about their feelings. I could go to therapy and do that. Yeah, and it's the same thing every time. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's not for the premise so much as it is, like, the drama and the development, I guess, of the personalities. But I think, like, pre- like people who were on The Bachelorette, like, 10 years ago, they've talked about how they feel like the show is never going to be what it was because of the rise of social media and people go on the show to become an influencer. And, like, I, I, everyone's like, oh, I'm not here for that. I'm here for love. But, like... 
no one is going to find true love on television. No, I agree. <laughs> and if it works, great, but it's probably because you like developed a good initial relationship and attraction on the show and then you fostered it once the cameras went away. Are there like actual two, work? Like in all, in the entire history of the franchise, like two couples that have stayed together in the long mm. run. Like they all break up except for like a few of them. Yeah, there's some recent people who are there, but I don't know. Like in, in general, like I don't know if it's fair to judge the longevity of the relationships of The Bachelor just because like relationships in general don't always last that long for marriages. It, it may not necessarily be they started it could just be they like the marriage was not successful but yeah it's pretty low and the women tend to have better like the bachelorette people there's I think two or three women who are still with and married to their person that they ended up with which is higher than the than the bachelor so but I don't I've never watched love well I have watched one episode of love island I thought love island was boring um I couldn't get it with my roommate and it was boring as shit. Yeah, I do get it. I watch The Bachelor and like those franchises. And every time I do it, I'm like, why am I doing this? But I do it every week because it's fun. Um, and like part of the fun, in my opinion, is like following along with all the fallout on Twitter and like people getting canceled and busted. And oh, like people are sleuthing and they actually have a girlfriend back home and stuff like that. And it's just it's more of a well-rounded experience with other things but the actual content of the show I agree with you is not exciting at all Mm-mm. boring that's why like I honestly have the same opinion about Project Runway Project Runway is boring to me like I need yeah. I need something happening like I need a, a like a mini challenge aside from the challenge I need drama I need something to get me get my attention in a reality context yeah I can understand that I, I like the premise of Project Runway, but I don't need to watch them make the garment. I just want to see the finished yeah. product. So whenever I watch it, I just skip ahead to the runway show. That's all I really care about. That's what I've done in the times that I've attempted to watch Project Runway. Yeah, not not the most exciting thing at its core, but that's all right. Um, this is kind of switching gears a little bit from TV. And Alyssa, I don't know if you know this about me, and I don't know how you'll feel about this, so I'm excited to see you again. Um, out of all the holidays that we celebrate in the United States you of better America, better not say what uh, my favorite is Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I think Thanksgiving is the best holiday because it is the least involved holiday. The colonizer holiday. I- Okay. Yeah, I can, I can understand that is obviously problematic and Mm. that was centuries ago. And obviously I don't support colonization or anything like that, but just the fact that it happens on a Thursday, I think is wonderful because it gives people like an extra long weekend, not even a three-day weekend, like a four-day weekend with Thursday and Friday off generally. For those of us who get holidays off. For those, yeah, for those of us who get it. I like that we don't have to buy gifts for anybody. It's literally just a day, like the modern version of it, to kind of just like sit around and eat and watch football and like hang out with your family and maybe your friends and stuff like that. I don't like Christmas how, I like Christmas, but it's it's so involved and it can just feel like so much sometimes, like having to buy the perfect present for everybody and wrap it all and it, it can just be expensive and, you know, 
and Thanksgiving completely separate from Black Friday. I don't, I have a story about Black Friday and that I don't, I, I don't want to tell it and I don't like Black Friday. So I don't have anything positive to say about that. But Thanksgiving, in my opinion, is a nice, chill, laid back holiday with minimal effort except for the cooking and just it's a good time in my opinion so that's my hot take I think Thanksgiving is the best holiday I thought you were gonna say you hate Halloween and we were gonna have no 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 it's a very low what's the word (laughs) it's not that hard happens any day of the week get Mm -hmm. a costume get candy yeah I think Halloween is like less fun when you're older not because because like people insist on making it not as fun yeah that's my personal opinion because people sit here and they're like it's only fun when you're little it's like there's no limit on how many times like how many times you can dress up like there's plenty of adults that dress up like not only just by themselves but like with their children yeah you know like that's that's my thing like you insist on making it not fun for yourself not you in general yeah people just like choose to be debbie downers sometimes Also, I've never been a fan of like sexy fill in the blank costumes. Like I, not to be shady, but I put thought into my costume. (laughs) That's shady. That's why I like it. I've I've never been one that's like, I'm just going to show off my body. Yeah, I, I, I get that. They're not most creative for sure. Okay, next one. I don't believe this is going to be controversial between you and I, but I might get some hate on this Kanye West stopped making good music after Life of Pablo I agree completely okay good good because it's fact (laughs) yeah it is fact it's I I remember one of my like male friends sat me down and made me listen to what was the one that he recorded in Wyoming yay yeah I think that's right it was terrible yeah yay was not good that one song where it was like I thought about killing myself and I love myself way more than I love you. So best believe I thought about killing you too or something like that. That is horribly disturbing. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I kid you not. That was a lyric. I did not know about that. That even, yeah. that just, that just solidifies my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's just rough. And like, it doesn't even feel like music anymore. It's just him kind of like talking. Yeah, very much so. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel that he's like invested in the actual music. It feels like he's just trying to like get a rise out of people nowadays. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know, maybe he's got his own issues that he needs to deal with and that's you do and, and not our business. Um, but I don't know. He's trying to commercialize it maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're in agreement on that. Um, I don't know, Alyssa, how you'll feel about this one, but I know we will probably get some flack for this, or I will get some flack for this. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the grocery store, Trader Joe's, is overrated. I disagree. You disagree? I've been going to Trader Joe's a lot since I moved, and you get a lot for your money, I'll just say. I don't have any problem with the pricing or anything like that, and there definitely are some products there that I do enjoy. But the, the last time I went there and bought a bunch of stuff, I only used like some of it. I just, I feel like a lot of it is, I don't know. Like I, I, I can appreciate that it's all internal, right? So they don't have like 
other brands it's all like Trader Joe's stuff yeah so I get that and like that's what you're gonna get when you go shop there but that just like for me isn't my cup of tea I have like other brands that I know I love and I always want to buy like I don't want to buy Trader Joe's potato chips I want baked Lay's so that's how I feel about that and I just there's also like you can't it's not a one-stop shop like you cannot go to Trader Joe's and also pick up paper towels and like toilet yes, scrubbing. You can get paper towels there. Can you? Yeah, you can. Can you get like other cleaning supplies? A very limited amount, but I, I can confirm that they sell paper towels. Okay, fine. You can get paper towels there, but you can't get like scrubbing bubbles for your no. toilet and your shower. You can't get like Windex for your mirrors. Like yes. it's not like you're going to have to do a separate trip to Target or get something on Amazon to clean your house with which I guess is fine but I don't really like want to do that <laughs> I, I just kind of like to do it all in one place so there are definitely a couple things at Trader Joe's that I like but all it just it doesn't fit my personal style and like I don't like I haven't loved what I've gotten there so I just I don't really want to go back that's fair I, I will say, yes, it is not a one-stop shop, but it doesn't bother me as much because my Trader Joe's that I go to is located like right down the street from a Target. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's quick. You can get everything that you need. But yeah, I understand because I was that way for a very long time. I was like, it's overhyped. It's not good. But now that I like know what to get when going in, like the first time I ever went to a Trader Joe's, I became overwhelmed and walked yeah. out without buying anything. Yeah, I, I got very overwhelmed when I went in there as well. So I also I also love that they like repurpose old buildings. Like the one that I go to is in an old theater and it's beautiful. It's really cool. That's nice. Yeah. So I, I like that. I appreciate that they're not like, let's just build a whole new building that's going to take up more space. Yeah. And they do use like, they want you to use three bags and stuff like that like I like their mission and I definitely and like the people who work there are nice and everything like that it's just I'm purely talking about like the food (laughs) I just doesn't doesn't do it for me I don't know I wish I I do like their everything but the bagel seasoning they have these chocolate croissants which slap so hard they're good yeah but that's all (laughs) seasoning and croissants you gotta you gotta try to not make up a meal I, I sound like a child, but I there are these cookies at Trader Joe's. They're like chocolate hazelnut, but they're in between like two Danish butter cookies. They're terrible for you, but they're so delicious. Okay, my next hot take is really specific to a very, an artist, I guess you could say. It popped up on one of my old playlists from like maybe 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. My favorite Post Malone song is 92 Explorer. It deserved to be a single in itself. I will not be taking questions. I don't know if I've heard that one, honestly. I can't think of it. Well, I like your interpretation of it. Thank I'll you. Give it a yes. Listen. yes, I'm not a huge Post Malone fan, but I'll try that I'm one. I'm not either. That's like the thing. Like he seems like a lovely individual, like in real life, but I don't like pretty much any of his music except this one song. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like there are artists, like, maybe or maybe they're not actually writing and producing music for the purpose of, like, making money. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a stupid thing to say because like, of course they're trying to make a livelihood, but some songs, like just the way they're written and the lyrics, it just feels like it's written to be palatable by as many people as possible. Yes. Like that, that Justin Timberlake song, can't stop the feeling. That to me is like, he wrote that for money. Like that's a good example of a song like that. And I feel like a lot of Post Malone's content is like that as well. That song was also written for a movie soundtrack. Okay, so then it was definitely made to make money then. Yeah, it was for trolls, right? And they use it in a bunch of commercials and stuff. They do, yes, they do. I just sent you a link to the song. Okay, thank you, babe. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's the the that it's really it's really short to the point. That's just how I feel. I love that song. Nice. So on the music trend, my next hot take is that concerts and live music in general are also kind of overrated. I I know I know that's a big one I totally understand like if you were a massive fan of some artist and you want to see them in person I totally get that I get it's a great way to support artists like it's a good source of revenue for them as opposed to just streaming their music on like Spotify or something like that they get a lot more money from their concerts and things like that and I get like it's about the atmosphere like vibing with the other people who are also fans it's just not my thing like the concerts I've been to I'm like they don't sound as good in person because <laughs> like, a lot of them don't you know and like I get there's sound editing and stuff like that that goes on the back end which makes the finished product a little bit more polished than the live stuff and I, I guess people like to hear kind of the raw version which again I can understand but I just there's very few concerts I like really want to go to because it just it, it a doesn't sound as good and like a lot of people show up like drunk or high again mm-hmm. is fine like that's their choice I just like it it's just kind of makes for a messy environment a lot of the time but when your choice impedes upon someone else's experience it you should have stopped with. yeah and like music festivals I don't want to be like a total grouch here I just like I've been to music midtown in Atlanta before I I hated it it's just not for me it's hot it's a long day there's a lot of people doing illegal activities that I, that I don't want to see. It's, I understand people like to wear the fun outfits and express themselves and stuff like that. I have no problem with people expressing themselves. It's just like, I don't want to wear a rainbow cape with a bra and underwear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's the type of thing people wear. And again, it's fine. I just don't want to do it. So I just don't participate. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I agree with this take I don't like concerts yeah and it's not even the quality thing I am I don't want to say severely claustrophobic but very claustrophobic and even at the Lizzo concert that I went to a few years ago I loved it but Mm -hmm. in the last like 30 minutes to an hour I was like get me out of here I am I am so tired I've been on my feet for the last like three hours people keep hitting me everyone's sweaty it's not fun that being said, the second that BTS releases a new American leg of a tour, your girl's gonna like be selling her soul to get tickets because yeah. they're, they're someone that I would really like to see in, in concert. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, it, it's one thing to go to a concert because you love the artist. Some people just like the atmosphere in general and they just enjoy concerts. And I get with COVID, concerts not a thing for so long so people just want to get back to it Uh and I can totally support that as well um 
again, just don't invite me because I'm not going to go. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think you should absolutely go see BTS in person because they're also just like incredible dancers and I'm sure they would put on a good show. They do. And they that's also sing live. That's why they're your boys. My boys, they are my boys. Okay, next one. I don't really have anything to introduce this. Most influencers that make money off of social media and YouTube and things of that sort are boring as I don't know what. Oh no, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with They're this. Like <laughs> at all. There, I I'm not gonna say names, but there is a girl that we went to school with that makes money off of YouTube. And I've watched a couple of her videos and they're all boring. Yes, they are boring. Um, I've seen her TikTok as well. And there's not, I, yeah. Her life I is mean, just not interesting to me. And that is, that is my prerogative. That's just how I feel. So obviously, I believe last time I checked, she has like 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Obviously, it's interesting to some people and that's who matters. So yeah, exactly. And like it's it's cool that they can produce things and make money off of it. It just like, and I'm not saying it's like a lesser type of job than a nine to five or something like that, because people can obviously do what they want. But yeah, a lot of the content is not necessarily anything like super special. Like they're not really, they're not like like they've become famous, but they're not like already famous and sharing, oh, like this is what happens because I'm famous. It's just like kind of in a similar realm to not really answers but just kind of work in general here's my next hot take right I don't think you should do your passion for work no I think that can ruin it for you it will I think I mean if you just look at people like Naomi Osaka who's an incredible tennis player and she obviously has struggled recently with like depression and anxiety and like firestorms in the media being after her because they don't want to because she doesn't want to talk to them because they just bring her down like she recently said after she lost and I believe it was the third round of the U.S. Open she said when I win at tennis I feel relieved I don't feel happy I don't feel excited I just feel relieved that it's over and when I lose at tennis I just want to cry because I'm so disappointed with myself that's so upsetting because she clearly was very good at tennis and became passionate about it. And that's why she went on that, tried to become a professional and did become a professional and is the highest paid female athlete in the world right now. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so clear that like the passion is not enough with everything else going on for her. And it's completely ruined her love for the game, which is really upsetting. Honestly, that's, that's what I'm scared is going to happen to Coco Golf too. Yeah, I hope not as well, but I, I hope not. I don't want that to happen, but I'm scared. And that's not to say that this can only happen with athletes. I think that's just kind of an easy example because a lot of people are passionate about sports, but they're just like, they don't have the talent to get to that top level because it's almost impossible to do. Um, no knock on anybody. Like tennis is one of my passions, but I don't, I'm not a professional tennis player. So it's purely just fun for me. But yeah, I don't know. I think- like no matter what you're passionate about and like I work in finance and I find finance very interesting and I'm analytical and I like business in general and how the markets move and stuff like that and I do think I'm pretty good at it but am I passionate about like interest rates no 
not. Am I passionate about doing pitch decks for clients? No. Like, not. you know what I mean? I feel like there's two ways to kind of live your life professionally. You can either do what you love for a living or you can do something that that you like okay that pays the bill so you can do what you love in your free time and I've personally chosen that second route and hopefully people you know have good enough paying jobs to do what they want in their free time but that's kind of the optimal of the two choices in my opinion I agree I would say that that's pretty much what I am going through as well right now like I'm not I'm not passionate about journalism but it's something that I love it's it's more or less the yeah I mean I also think passion in general is kind of just like one of those buzzwords that I don't know if it really means anything anymore because we've just used it with such overkill like you can you can love things and you can be good at things and but I don't know I feel like passion is just such a a supercharged word that I don't know how much it actually applies to Mm -hmm. also the American job system has ruined that entire thing Mm-hmm. Like the way we operate on an economic scale versus just like you as a person, it's very different from how other countries like see and view their jobs and careers. Yeah. And it's very detrimental. We yeah, are- 100%. It's like too much of a stake on your career. Like it's you work, like work is life and then your secondary life is your personal life and Mm -hmm. it's uh, the other way around in a lot of other places like you work to support your personal life Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as big of a part of people's identity you know in some other countries and I kind of wish that culture would shift a little bit here but I don't know if that's in the cards for a while we'll see but Annabelle probably knows about this one um we talked a lot about them last week But I personally believe that RuPaul's Drag Race would not be as popular if RuPaul was responsible for her own makeup and hair. Okay. Couldn't that be said for, like, most TV shows, though? Like, if the stars did their own hair and makeup? Yes. It wouldn't look as good, right? This is how I justify this. This is a show all about drag queens that are responsible for most of them either create their own costumes or make enough money to pay the designer. You are responsible for painting your own face and finding ways in which to either do your own wigs or once again, pay a designer or a hairstylist to do it themselves. I don't feel that it's right for her to be judging these young up and coming drag artists to be doing these things when she doesn't even do it for herself. Okay, I see. Like, it's hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. And I'm not trying to start a war on RuPaul. But when that's what you're judging, it's it's very hypocritical. And also, it's become very evident in the last few years. Like, the girls that don't make the money and they make all of their own stuff, they're judged differently. It's okay. almost, it's, it's reaching an, a, a climax to where winning this show is going to be impossible if you're not already like filthy rich basically that's not good yeah that's not the point of it like I I, fans of the show may know this what I'm about to reference but there was a queen on Drag Race UK season two when they were referencing her performance for the night 
they were like that dress that you were wearing during the during the performance was very pedestrian and she like casually was like oh I got it at H&M like thinking it would be a funny like haha and RuPaul exploded at her oh really she literally said I don't want to say any more GD H&M ever on this stage and that is so elitist yeah so classist and happy to report that that queen went on to get a brand deal with H&M. Good for her. Like that is just ridiculous. Yeah, like, like not, why does it have to be about how much money you spend as long as you get the look you're trying to achieve? It's slowly becoming that though. Like I can send yeah. videos about how, like there have been queens that have gone on the show and said that I spent more on, to get onto this competition than they did on college. Oh my God. Then they did on the first down payment of their house. Like it, the money being spent to get on drag race is exorbitant and wrong. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm not as familiar, um, but yeah, that just on principle sounds like it's not fair mm-hmm. and it just should just be about the talent and the performance, not so much like the money put into it. Also, anytime that there's like a mishap with like the makeup or hair, like their um, RuPaul hosts the Drag Race Down Under version. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, there was like an issue with her makeup artist not being able to get to Australia slash New Zealand on time. And she did the whole episode just as, as, as a man, like didn't change. So it's like, oh, you mm-hmm. really don't trust your own skills then yeah can't put yourself in drag so that's what I'm saying little sus (laughs) did she not used to do that when she first got started in drag she did but then she started making the coin and she was like why do it myself when I can pay somebody to do she like kind of sold out a little bit on that element of drag Hmm. all right then that's that's some tea I didn't know that Mm -hmm. my next one I only have a couple more here I'm not sure how extensive your list is um I don't know if this is like a hot take so much as it is like unsolicited financial advice I'm gonna give (laughs) um I think there's this like very outdated concept in this country of the American dream where like you're supposed to buy a house and that's kind of like a very big element of personal wealth and like success is like whether or not you own a house and that buying a house is an achievement. And in my opinion, buying a house is actually an achievement, but I don't necessarily think it's for everybody. And I don't mean that in an elitist way. I just mean like, it's not for everybody in terms of like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like for some people you have to, if you were going to buy a house, the average amount of time you need to own that house before you even break even mm-hmm. is five years. Yes, like yes. that's just not practical for a lot of people based on their jobs or how they want to live their life. Like five years is a really long time. And it's very, no one ever talks about this, but when you take a mortgage out on a house, the average amount of time that the mortgage lasts for is 30 years. You're Mm -hmm. signing a lot of your income away for 30 years, unless you pay it off early, which plenty of people do, but a lot of people are not able to do that. Mm -hmm. That's just a lot of time to commit to being in debt and building having a mortgage and having a house it's like a good kind of debt like if there is such a thing some people are very debt averse but you can write off your interest payments from a mortgage on your taxes 
And the more you pay off on your house, the more you're building equity. So it is a way to build wealth. But for a lot of people, it's just biting off way more they can chew. Mm -hmm. It's just putting themselves into debt that they cannot pay off. And that was kind of the problem with the 2008 recession. People were buying houses they couldn't afford because there is predatory lending practices by banks and just a lot of misleading information going on about people being able to afford things and teaser rates and stuff like that. And we won't get into all of that, but in my opinion, I don't think you're any less of a person or your finances are in less of a state just because you rent a place rather than owning it. I don't think there's any shame in it. And yes, rent does tend to go up every year. Whereas people are like, oh, well, then you're not going to pay an increased mortgage payment every year. But I don't know, like there's some things that come with being a homeowner that just like suck. Mm-hmm. Like when you have a freaking light bulb out in my apartment, not in one of my lamps, but like in one of the fixtures that came with the place, I'm like, I'm not changing it. Like, you know, you just, you put in a maintenance order. Like you don't really have to do much for the upkeep other than like clean it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a house, if something breaks, like you got to fix it yeah, or you got to get responsible for that or you replace it. And it, that includes things that are really expensive, like refrigerators and dishwashers and ovens and appliances that cost a lot of money. Yes. So houses in a lot of ways, it's, it's a way of building wealth, but it's also a money pit. And like, if you are committed to it and you want it, that's obviously your prerogative, but I don't think that should be one of the standards in this country anymore is owning a house. Cause I don't think it's for everybody. I'm trying to find the study and I, of course I can't find it when I need it, but I recently did a story for one of my shows that basically says a new study and a new poll reveals that most millennials and some Gen Xers do not believe they'll ever be able to afford a house in their lifetime. Yeah. Which is sad. That is terrible. But yeah, that is the case because a lot of millennials and some Gen X, they already have student debt that Mm -hmm. they're drowning in. So it's like, you don't want to take on additional debt. And it's not even just people are like, oh, a mortgage payment is sometimes even less than a rent payment. Yes, that's true. But you have to pay at minimum 10% of whatever the selling cost of the house is. You have to put that down at close. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying a $150,000 house, you have to have 15,000 at minimum to put away. And you're really supposed to have 20% down. So that'd be 30 grand. So if you don't have 30 grand saved up that you can just liquidate instantly, then you're SOL. And that's like for, you know, very cheap house at 150,000. Like there's not a lot on the market for that right now. And timing goes into it too, because a lot of it has to do with the market and like, it's coming down a little bit, but right now it's very much a seller's market. Like if you're trying to buy a house, you're going to get into a bidding war and you're probably going to end up having to pay more than the house is actually worth because so many people just want them right now. So it's a tough market that timing plays into it a lot. And those are all factors beyond people's control. So I just, I don't, I don't really think it's a viable or realistic standard of wealth anymore. Yep. Sorry, I kind of zoned out there at the end because I was like, I'm never going to be able to afford a house. It's fine. Oh, no. If you want one, that's obviously different. But I, I hope, <laughs> I hope, you know, people who do want them can hopefully afford them. But, you know, it's, it's the problem. 
in this country right now with inflation and just high home prices it's not affordable right now yeah so (laughs) okay so the next few are really really short for me like I had those were all my like entertainment based hot takes and now I just have like random ones that I do in my spare time and this Mm -hmm. first one is very very controversial I don't believe I've ever met another person that agrees with me on this for my throat I love sleeping with socks on yeah that is a hot take I feel like a lot of people really like vehemently hate sleeping in socks they do I have poor circulation though I have to have something on my toes yeah, I mean, that's like where a lot of the heat escapes. Uh-huh. So that's honestly a smart way to keep warm if you're yeah, cold. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't do it because my feet don't get that cold. But yeah, like if you're, if it's cold in the winter, like I'll put some socks on. I don't care. All the haters out here just hating on me. That's a good one though. I like that one. Thank you. Um, here's mine, my short one that I know Alyssa is going to disagree with. All right. I'm not a big pasta fan. I've tried. I've tried my whole life. I want to like it because everyone else likes it. And it's so, it's easy to cook for yourself. And I'm not a chef. I'm not, I'm not domestic at all. So there are very few things I'm like good at cooking. And pasta would be a really freaking easy thing to make because it's boiling water and pouring the pasta in. It's very easy. I don't, I don't much like even when you put the correct sauce and seasoning and toppings on it it just it doesn't do it for me I really wish it did I don't know it's a little bit of the texture to me I'm not crazy about it I never feel like it's it hits the spot the sauces that do go on it just don't really appeal to me that much I'm not a huge Alfredo person I like marinara but I don't love it I don't know. I want to like it, but I just, it's never resonated with me very well. And I never crave it. Oh, it hurts. I know. I'm sorry. That's a really hot take, but I just, if I'm going to go to an Italian restaurant, I'm going to get like chicken parm. I'm not going to get spaghetti I mean, or anything like that. Still pasta. Chicken Parmesan. Yeah. You can get like, you can get chicken parm where the chicken breast is on top of like a, va- uh, like a plate of spaghetti. Yeah, I'm not going to eat the spaghetti, though. Jesus, you're <laughs> such a waste. Ah! I know. I'll, like, give it to someone else, or I'll ask if I can substitute it for, like, potatoes or a salad or something. God. I know. Okay. You knew this one was coming. Annabelle does. I don't know if... Well, I feel like I've made my opinions clear on this podcast. in and out and Chick-fil-A are both highly overrated, the latter of which is very homophobic, and I don't understand why anyone still stands either of these because it's good it's not though it's (laughs) it's baseline chicken sorry i'm mostly yelling about chick-fil-a i don't have any beef (laughs) i don't have any beef with in and out i just don't think it's as good as everybody thinks it is and chick-fil-a is highly overrated it's not that good it's also very cultish Like everybody always talks about like, oh my God, the service is amazing. But part of me feels like if these people aren't saying like my pleasure or smiling or giving 110%, I feel like they're going to get like beat in the back room by the cow. Yeah, 
I it's I 100% agree with the cult thing I mean like they took all of their employees like their operators their corporate people like they took all of them on like a company-wide cruise which some people were like oh that's so nice like a paid vacation by the company yeah but they also like bought all of the drink packages and like wouldn't give them out because they wouldn't they don't want people drinking which is just like that, that's cultish like controlling people's behavior like you're that's gonna, terrifying I did not know that yeah like I briefly went out with a man who worked at Chick-fil-a corporate and right before we broke up he was like telling me about you know his the the cruise that he was gonna go on and I'm like oh that's I guess that'll be fun is that gonna be weird like hanging out with not only your coworkers, but like your boss on a boat. And he's like, yeah, it'll be a little weird and we can't drink. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't drink? Like it's a cruise. That's why people go on cruises so they can drink. They bought up all the alcohol packages and they're just going to sit on them. <laughs> like Chick-fil-A has more money than they know what to do with if they can do things like that. Well, you know what they use it for. Yeah, to lobby against the lgbtqia community and funding conversion therapy yeah that's that's fun fact my dad did not think was a real thing i had to literally pull up a site like an actual conversion therapy site and be like it's real yeah like he was like you're just making things up and i'm like i'm really not stop gaslighting me father he doesn't listen to this any either but (laughs) yeah they they've definitely i mean they do some charity work with like hunger relief charities which is great but that does not cancel out or justify funding freaking conversion therapy or anything like that I just like if we look at just the food I personally do enjoy Chick-fil-a especially their breakfast I think is really good well, the breakfast but is good I had it so much as a kid that like I don't really need it that often now I try to only eat it like max once a month because I am like a little bit sick of it but that's because we grew up in Georgia and people are like obsessed with it here so it's very easy to get Um, I don't pay for it anymore if someone else is paying for it I'll eat it but I do not put my own money towards them yeah I I do enjoy it I mean it's I wouldn't say it's like anything special with the chicken but like I don't know I like I like waffle fries I know a lot of people are like more on the shoestring train but i enjoy waffle fries and I like their desserts and stuff like that but I don't have a big opinion on I had it but it's on the west coast so I've only had it like once or twice and it I can't say it was life-changing so a lot of burgers better yeah yeah I've only had that a couple times too so I don't know if I can compare very well but I think that's a pretty good one um okay one of my last hot takes um getting your nails done is not relaxing I agree with that. I pe- People like to pamper themselves and they're like, oh, I like, I just need to unwind. I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm like, that's how you're going to unwind? Oh, no, thank you. Like, especially with, here is less so because you can sit in like a massage chair, but my feet are really ticklish. So I don't like to get pedicures because they just like judge me for being tickly and they get annoyed and I don't want to cause problems. So I'm like, let me just not do this. But manicures, like you just, you have to sit there. You can't move very well because you have to stay still you can't go on your phone you can't like read a magazine or anything like that or a book like you're just kind of stuck there and you're victim to pretty nails and you pay a lot of money and they very rarely last as long as they should I like how you're talking shit about manicures and pedicures yet you have freshly manicured hands right now ma'am I literally only did it for my sister's graduation okay 
cool. I don't, I used to be one of those people who got it every like five weeks or so. And I hated it. I hated it so much. So with COVID, I just stopped doing it. And I like having painted nails. I don't like having bare nails, but I'm terrible at painting them myself. And every time I go get them done, this is one exception because this man did a very good job, but normally they crack very quickly because I play tennis and they crack when I play. And I'm like, I'm not paying for this again. This is stupid. I don't even do anything like athletic and mine like cracks so easily. I have a, I have a best friend that literally her nails are always done and hers are not like ours, you know, like hers are like long, like she's got like acrylics. And I'm like, First of all, how do you do anything with those? Yeah, there's no Second way to off, do anything with those. She's like, oh, I go get them done like every other week. And I'm like, that's too much maintenance for me. <laughs> yeah, that is that is way too much maintenance. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of like sitting there. Uh-huh. I just feel like it's a time suck and a money suck and nails. I, I It's so misogynistic that like women have to have nice nails, you know, uh-huh. and they have to, they always have to be done. They have to be painted. They have to be like long and impractical but like men don't really have an equivalent to that so I don't like that that's kind of a beauty standard because I and I don't think the process is relaxing at all I don't think it is either that being said shout out to the people at the place that I go to on the regular because they're like family basically they always ask why I'm not around when my mom goes without me so (laughs) I love them that's cute (laughs) but and it has nothing to do with like the staff at nail salons and how they it's just like for me I don't want to sit there and not be able to do anything because I'm getting my fingernails buffed Uh okay um let's see I have like a few more that are like I have two that are really quick really quick don't have to like go into detail on um staying on the chicken train right quick Popeye's is better than KFC and Justin Trudeau is ugly let me google him real quick I believe (laughs) you I I like forgot what he looks like I remember I agree with like first guy elected everybody was like nutting themselves over him and I was like he is not cute he's very generic he's very generic looking also not to mention that one time he did blackface yeah that was terrible um mm -hmm. well he's no john ossoff that's for sure he's all right too oh really i see i get it i gotta look at him again all these white men look alike (laughs) he's at least like woke and he, he he's like I don't know. He's a hometown Atlanta boy. Like he's perfectly fine looking. He is, as as Annabelle knows, he is not my type. Yeah, no, he's definitely not Alyssa's type, which is fine. We have like like, very different um, tastes in men. Honestly, we have almost polar opposite tastes. We really do. Yeah, (laughs) which is fine because we've never had to fight over a dude before. Ever, ever, ever. It's been really nice. But yeah, those are those are two really quick ones that I had. Okay, nice. Um, one of my quick ones is um soda is not good. I don't I, I hate don't like soda. it. Yeah, neither Alyssa or I drink soda. I've tried. I've never really had it much in my life. I will on occasion drink like rum and coke, but I only like the coke that's different with though. the alcohol in it. Yeah. Like it's just an easy mixer. Like I don't, but I've never purchased like bottles or cans of sodas to drink regularly that said I'm not on this like health train being like oh I, I don't drink soda because it's bad for me I just like don't like the carbonation and the flavors that much 
I love sweet tea though. If you cut me open, that's probably what's running through me. It so will. it's not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's so unhealthy. Cause like, I'm not gonna, you know, shout from the rooftops about health, but, but cause I have other unhealthy habits, <laughs> but soda just, yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Um, so that's kind of one of my quick ones. And then I think you'll agree with me on this one too. Okay. The act of giving away the bride at a wedding is such an outdated concept. I mean, it's so My sexist. father ain't getting near me. It's so sexist and misogynistic. Like you're giving her away, like she's property, which in the olden days, the way olden days was a bride property. Yes, but is Literally. that the case anymore? No, we have evolved. So let's stop the tradition. And it's sweet to have your father walk you down the aisle. I can understand that or- if you don't have a father figure or something like that in your life it's not the having your father stand by you it's just like the who gives this woman away like you're passing the torch of responsibility for this woman from her family to as as if she's not a grown-ass adult that can't take care of herself. yeah who can take care of herself and that's just like how it is for most people getting married like they have been taking care of themselves it's not like they're child brides anymore so it just doesn't make sense. I think it's outdated. I think it's like just icky. And if I ever get married, I'm just going to have my dad walk me up and be like, I love you, sweetie. And then sit yeah. back. Kissy, kissy. And then we'll proceed. Down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nobody's going to be giving me away because it's nothing to give away. I am fully like not complicit. What's the word? <laughs> I am. I very much like consent to this marriage. I'm not giving anything away. I am showing up to do it. I wouldn't have agreed to marry him if not. Yes, correct. I'm not, nobody's forcing me to do anything. Okay, this one, this next one, I'm a little scared to say on air because- Oh dear. um, As someone who once participated in an organization like this, um, a lot of people are going to be confused by me saying this. And- I would also like to say that not all of these organizations are this way. Many of them are wonderful. They're philanthropic. They give back to the community. They do a lot. That being said, some, not all, sororities are just an extended photo op. Sororities are an, some sororities are an extended photo op. That's the take. Literally, that's the only purpose for them is just getting into big groups and just taking pictures. Um, I experienced like slight, slight things with this. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly, I couldn't tell you why I joined a sorority. I'm glad I did. Um, but mostly just to find friends, which I did. I found wonderful friends and I'm very thankful for all of them, but there were instances in my four years in the organization that I felt very out of place. I didn't really understand why we were doing the things that we did. And I just felt like a lot of it was just a photo op. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Alyssa and I were obviously in the same sorority and that's how we became good friends. And I'm grateful to the sorority as well for bringing me to her as well as a lot of our other friends who are wonderful people. And they do, yeah, a lot of philanthropy and campus involvement and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to like pitch why sororities are a positive thing because plenty of people know that. But yeah, I think there is a a lot of superficial elements to it. Um, Like social media is a huge deal for sororities, like having to, how they're going to present themselves. And like Alyssa and I were rarely, if ever, put on our chapter social media. I I was once and then I got removed. 
Yeah, because we took cute pictures. We didn't do anything trashy. We weren't like going out and posting like red cup pictures every weekend. It wasn't like we did anything that would prevent us from being. They literally told us to send pictures in from our like summer vacations and whatnot. And everybody was at the beach. Meanwhile, I went to Alaska and I like got on a glacier, which I realized in itself is very, very privileged. But I had good pictures on this, like some some other background other than a damn beach. Nothing. I'm still bitter about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel you. I always was insulted that like I had to be put at the back for like recruitment because people like just assumed I wasn't a good recruiter, which I didn't understand because I talked to always came back. Yeah. And I'm very much an extrovert and generally, I hope, likable. At least that's what I've been told. So I did not understand why I was... And it wasn't like I was showing up a dang mess either. Like I oh. had my makeup. I, I dressed in protocol for recruitment. Like I didn't protocol. get it. I dressed in my colors with my shoes. And did I wear my Fitbit? Yes. But you know what? Got to get those steps in. Those are active. You never told me I couldn't. Yeah. So sorry. But yeah, no, it's a lot of, it's a lot of photos. It's a lot of, um, again, pomp and circumstance. And hopefully people can get more out of it than just that. But I think a lot of people are in it for that. So that also just comes from my mindset. I've never been a fan of people that go to like famous sites and, you know, like historic markers and stuff like that and only take pictures of themselves. Yeah. I'm not a person that typically likes taking pictures of myself. So when that's like all you ever want to do, like I, you know, there were many times where we were doing things, great things and I would just turn around and I'd see people like, oh, take a picture of me while I volunteer. I just, I just think that's very shallow minded. And once again, that's not everyone. I, we met wonderful people in the organization that we were a part of and not everyone is this way. Yeah. There's just, there's picture overkill these days. Like picture didn't happen. Like, no, it can happen. I feel like you can either live life or you can document it. Exactly. It's hard to do both. Uh, and, and I, I personally would rather live it. I am for anyone that goes like on trips, you know, like post COVID, put your phone down, please. I sound like a grandma, but put your phone down and just take it in. Like I remember I went to like Budapest a few years ago and literally I was at like the top of the Citadel, which is like the space that overlooks the city. Mm -hmm. And I cried because I was just taking in like the the beauty of this world and I didn't have my phone on me. Like I just, I cried. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's beautiful. I just so got beautiful. moved to tears. So beautiful. Um, okay, I have one more and then I'm good. So this is like kind of, I don't know, full circle is the right word, but this is to kind of bring it back to what I normally bring to the podcast, which is business. So this is a no. business hot take. Um, investing is not scary. I disagree. I, I think pe- people get, and I understand that that is somewhat of a privileged statement because I studied finance and I work in finance. So I understand it. Um, but that said, it is very much like gatekept by rich people and people who already have investments and it doesn't need to be it literally, if anyone will let me, I talk to them about it because I want people to understand it better them to know that investing is not just for the rich and the markets do not have to be this thing that doesn't apply to you 
and there are definitely going to be days, even when you are invested, you wish the markets didn't apply to you because they're going to be messy, but it is still this capitalistic society that we live in. It's the best way to generate wealth over time. And it's a good thing. And people get scared off by it. And that just makes me sad because if you get scared off by it, you're really going to miss out on a lot of opportunities to earn money um, and invest in really good companies that are not part of the problem in capitalism. So yeah, I know it can be scary and overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. If you just do a little research or if you reach out to someone who does understand it, then it can really be beneficial. And I'm sure they're more than happy to talk to you about it. I'm always happy to talk about it. So HMU, if you want to understand some things, I might do that at a future episode, just sort of like a crash course of how it works and how to get started. Um, But there's some other good resources to look into you're interested in. There's some good podcasts like Market Snacks, uh, or excuse me, Robin Hood Snacks. That's a good one, as well as Financial Feminist. That's a really good one. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about that. It's not scary. Just try and look at it one little piece at a time. We've kind of touched on it already, but I want to go over it in a different context. Proposing on a birthday, holiday, or special event is rude. Like I can't put into words how rude it is. I agree. It takes away from everything else going on. Exactly. Like I can't count how many graduations I've seen that have just been ruined by a proposal by a man woman non-binary pal like just don't do it like this is their special day can you literally do it tomorrow can you wait like 12 hours like can we do it at the graduation party tomorrow yeah like also I had someone in my family get engaged on Christmas which I thought was hella tacky and also rude because they were late to dinner and my ass was hungry Like literally they showed up and they're like, sorry, we're late. Uh, We're engaged. And I was like, that's great. Can we eat? (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about this? Like at the dinner table with food in front of us? Thank you. Um, I think the only holiday it's like probably okay to do it on is Valentine's day. Cause it's the day of love. Nope. Nope. That's the most tacky in my, I mean, I agree. I think it's tacky, but I get why people do it. That's at least like a couple day. Like you remember, did you ever watch full house? Oh yeah. Okay. Jesse and Rebecca got married on Valentine's Day and when I was young and like watching Full House every damn day I was like oh that's romantic but as I got older I was like that is the cheesiest tackiest shit I have ever heard of in my entire life. I don't like the idea of getting married on holidays because then it's like you're taking the holiday away from everyone else and making it about you who like people want to celebrate their own love on Valentine's Day or they just want to be ignore it because Valentine's Day is a stupid holiday. Correct. Like you know so I don't know it's like very heavy-handed like we're you're gonna force somebody to celebrate you on this day yeah yeah same thing with like Christmas weddings I don't know and like Thanksgiving weddings like come on people have other stuff going on it's not it's really not all about the wedding but yes I totally agree with you I think that it is just it's just I don't know it's just rude I'm not a fan now if you combine you know, a birthday and a wedding ceremony on the same day, just because, you know, you kill two burns with one stone. Totally fine. I say that because my brother and sister-in-law actually got married on her birthday and that's how she wanted it. Yeah. Some people don't like their birthdays, so it's a better way sometimes to make it a, a 
you know, it's not just your birthday. It's like, oh, it's also our anniversary and it makes it happier. Yeah. That's like, totally people, cool. Yeah. Like if it's someone's birthday in the relationship and they're obviously consenting to it, go for it. Correct. But yeah, other, other holidays and achievements and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I wish we disagreed more. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I wish we disagreed more just for like debate. But no, I totally agree with you. Crocs are ugly. We have good rapport. We do have good rapport. Yeah, this is why we're friends. I was about to say that's why we have a podcast. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you have a smile file for this week? I'm off today. And tonight is the long-awaited Met Gala. Oh, that's right. That's exciting. I'm really excited. Um, BTS will not be in attendance that we know of because um my husband did a live last night from his studio in Seoul so that's not happening but Rosé from Blackpink is expected to be in attendance because she is a YSL ambassador and she was actually seen in New York this week leaving a fitting at their headquarters so she is I believe the first female k-pop idol to be invited to the Met Gala and that's really exciting I yes can't wait to see what she wears we love a trailblazer I'm sure she'll have a wonderful YSL outfit oh my god she's she's literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life like I want to marry her fun fact uh so yeah <laughs> what about you uh the dogs won on Saturday they won in whoop-ass fashion so that was kind of fun fashion. they won I believe it was 56 to 7 you're correct we were only supposed to win by 22 and a half. So granted, we did not play an SEC opponent. We played University of Alabama, Birmingham, which no shade to them. They just couldn't get it going against the dog's defense or really the dog's offense, which um, was our backup, by the way. It wasn't even our first string guy because he was hurt. So getting getting optimistic for football season, um, you know, I that's always a bold statement to make for Georgia sports because they do tend to let us down at the most important moment. But correct. Hopefully the next few weeks at least will be fun. So smiling about that. Go dogs. Woo. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. Hey. <laughs> we'll have more updates for you about what's going on in business and in the media. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Right before we go, I do have a correction from last week. I said that Kylie Sonique Love was the first drag queen to ever do Dolly Parton on the Snatch Game. I was wrong. Karen from Finance from Drag Race Down Under did Dolly, but it was really poor. So that's why I forgot about it. So I apologize. But yes, Dolly is a milestone. And she's also an Emmy Award winner now. Fun fact. Ooh, very nice. All right, I'm done. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will catch y'all next week.